Well, I used to be a misanthropic lycanthrope. I'd given up on humanity. I'd given up on all hope. I hated everybody and I hated what they did. I didn't even like old people. I didn't like little kids. No, I thought that everyone would bring this world to ruin. I would never even howl at the man in the moon. But then one day, my life turned around. I realized that I didn't have to frown. I could smile and see the world in a new light. Yeah, and I didn't have to fight for it. It just came naturally. And I started seeing the beauty. And now everything is great. Cause I'm a swamping wolf. A swamping wolf. I'm swamping around. I'm wolfing around. Cause I'm just improvising. And now the song's no good. But now you're singing it as you're walking around your Welcome to the Swamp and Wolf podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Before we jump into the podcast, let's hear an advertisement. Uh, it's a musical arrangement put together by an Appalachian uh, a musician prior to the whole invention of bluegrass, way before Bill Monroe was even a thing. Um, this is an advertisement from a long, long time ago. Uh, it's Elmore McStickens and his advertisement for the Anchor podcast app. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that musical segment, that little break by Elmore McStickens. Um, if you want to find his stuff, try checking out your, your local antique store. You're not going to find any of his stuff in Spotify or Pandora. Um, but he did have some albums come out. You may need a phonograph to play them. Um, and he was a bit of a sellout. All of his albums are just advertisements for different products um, and, you know, products of the 1930s, like podcast apps and washboards and things like that. Um, so he was a bit of a sellout, but his music was really good. So try to find his stuff at your local antique store um, and let me know how it goes. I'd love to love to hear what y'all find. Um, but now we're going to go ahead and jump into the podcast itself. This episode is going to be very different from future episodes. Basically, what I'm going to be discussing on this episode is, um, where the name Swamp and Wolf came from and, um, how it relates to this podcast. And then I'm also going to talk about the podcast itself and what to expect from future episodes. So, um, I will say also that I'm going to be talking a lot about the book Steppenwolf in this episode, and if you are the type of person who does not like spoilers, this is probably not the episode for you. You may want to just go ahead and skip this episode and start listening to the normal episodes. You won't have any background on where the name comes from necessarily until you read the book Steppenwolf, and then you can come back to this episode and listen to it which actually is not a bad way to go. Um, I'd recommend doing that if you are the type that doesn't like spoilers. 
Uh, it's a really good book. So actually, yeah, do that. Um, for those of you who aren't going to read the book, you can keep listening. Uh, and that's probably most of you, which is fine. So yeah, basically, as I've implied, the name Swamp and Wolf is a playoff of Steppenwolf. It's a book by Herman Hesse. It's the third book of Hesse's that I read. I first read Siddhartha in high school. In my undergraduate career, I read uh, Demian, which was really good as well. And then it was after grad school that I read Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf was a book that I picked up maybe two years ago. I'm really estimating here. I can't really remember exactly when I picked it up. And it took me a long time to finish it as well. And it's not because it's a difficult book to read. It's not because it's a long book. It's because I really related to the character. And I was kind of scared how it was going to end uh, because I related to the character so much. And there were themes that were very dark in the book, including the main character's contemplation of suicide, which... uh, one thing to expect from this podcast is a lot of honesty from me about my mental health, my previous mental health and my current mental health. And, um, so that's, that's something to expect from this podcast. If that kind of stuff makes you uncomfortable, maybe this podcast isn't for you, but suicide is something that I dealt with, especially in my adult life. Um, so, uh, Right away in the book, the character introduces himself, Harry Holler. He's a wolf from the steppes, part man, part wolf, kind of is how he describes himself. And he doesn't really feel like he fits in this world. He's uh, kind of a loner. He's very scientific. He's rational. He loves poetry art and music but he's actually pretty picky about what kind of poetry what kind of art what kind of music he likes and because he's so alone and doesn't feel like he belongs he contemplates suicide pretty early in the book and like i was saying i i was finding it hard to continue reading this book because i was relating to him so much and i was scared that he was going to commit suicide and it might be inspiring to me to actually, you know, hang a noose or whatever it was that the character did. And uh, I continue to read the book regardless. Uh, He basically ends up meeting this girl, this woman, and she starts to inspire him to try new things on a night when he was already contemplating offing himself. And... Instead of doing that, um, or committing suicide, he stays with us in this world because he's interested in this woman and what she has to offer, which is new experiences, basically. And he starts exploring new experiences with her throughout the book and realizing that there's things that he never had experienced before that were actually beautiful and um, brought him joy. He continues to do this kind of thing throughout the book. Uh, It starts out pretty simple. 
listening to jazz, going to jazz clubs and dancing, uh, and continues from there. But he has all these new experiences and realizes that these these new opportunities can bring him joy. So that was kind of one of the big takeaways that I took from this book was to be open to new experiences, um, especially since I related to this character. He he was pretty close-minded early on, but then realized that there's a lot of experiences that he was missing out on, and once he tried these new things, they actually brought him joy and brought him closer to other people um, was another aspect of the book. So... Um, I actually met someone while I was reading, or prior to reading the book, and when I was reading the book, I I kind of thought that she was playing the role of this person that was introducing me to new experiences, and through her, this is a my ex-girlfriend, I actually had a, a bunch of beautiful new experiences. I started getting back into yoga and uh, spirituality to an extent. Uh, but a relatively limited extent, and mindfulness, and uh, all of this stuff was really great and had improved my life. But the relationship ended up not working out, and instead of just being able to cope with it easily, I actually struggled quite a bit after the relationship sinking really deep into depression, having a lot of anger, bitterness, resentment because of the relationship and how it ended. And I guess despite me trying to do all these things, stay active, do yoga, practice mindfulness, none of it was really working as far as combating my depression anger, bitterness, resentment. Um, so one thing that I was doing already, uh, I finished the book and I was trying to be open with people about how I felt and it was really easy for me to just open up to people about my, my state at that time, how depressed I was and whatnot. And people had things to offer, you know, uh, ways to cope, and none of it seemed to be working necessarily, uh, or it would help, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, really solving the issue, and then in March, I, uh, took a trip to Australia, and this is March 2020, so, around the time that coronavirus was uh, basically becoming a serious threat in the U.S. In fact, the day that I was leaving for Australia, our company had a meeting, and the uh, the main thing that came, or the result of the meeting, was deciding that we were going to work from home the next week. So that was the week that we decided the following week we were going to be working remotely, and that following week, I was going to be in Australia. So 
instead of bailing on my trip to Australia, I I decided to go with it, not knowing exactly how how the pandemic would pan out, and um, whether or not I'd be allowed back in the U.S. or what. But I went with it, and I took somebody up on an opportunity. Let me back up a little bit. I bought my ticket to Australia maybe a year in advance, and I put an uh, Instagram story up that said, hey, I'm going to Australia. Does anyone have any recommendations on things to do there? And someone who lives there that I basically was only following on Instagram and she was following me, but we had never actually met in person. She offered to show me around and a spare room in her house uh, for part of the time that I was going to be there. Or really, she didn't specify the amount of time, but I I decided to take her up on it and spent half of my trip just hanging out with this person that I have never met because of the great opportunity that she she offered to me and uh what's better than having a local show you around um and so basically i flew into australia i took a bus to canberra and stayed with this person that i had never met and had a really beautiful experience just hanging out with this person and and I don't know. It was really great. Uh, she, prior to me coming, she asked, you know, what kinds of things I would want to do. And I was like, well, definitely, you know, go on a hike, see quite a bit of nature. I'd love to see some fungi. I'd love to forage for some food. Um, and those were kind of the things that I mentioned, I think. And we basically did all those things. She took me on a bunch of hikes we picked some plants some edible plants some field mushrooms we made a pizza with those mushrooms she's a yogi um she has a studio and everything and so we did yoga at her place we did yoga in her studio we we got really personal i mean i i should say i got really personal as far as um, my my issues with her, I just felt like I could be very open with her. And after a couple of days of hanging out with her, she offered me something that she thought would could give me guidance, and it was a form of medicine and something that in the past I would have been very closed off to. Uh, basically, what she offered me was an opportunity to smoke a blend of herbs, one of which being ayahuasca. And the Harry Holler version of myself was, uh, prior to reading Steppenwolf, very closed off towards the use of substances for pretty much anything and that's not completely true. I mean, alcohol has been a vice of mine for most of my adult life, but any other kind of drug hasn't really been um, 
easy for me. Even pot has been something that I don't normally do. Um, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. I guess it makes me feel stupid. And feeling smart is one of the things that I really prided myself on. And so anything that made me feel really stupid was uh, something I was not really into, right? So, and then if pot didn't work for me, then my thought was, well, I'm not really interested in any any drug because pot makes me feel stupid, and that's like as easy as they come as far as drugs. And um, so that was the that was my whole thought on on drug use, and. Uh, also, I never really thought of drugs as, as a form of medicine, per se, uh, and at least in my life, right? So, initially, you know, the Harry Holler version of myself was very skeptical and not really into it, but I was trying to be a post-Steppenwolf, or post-having-read-Steppenwolf kind of person who would be open to new opportunities and I decided to take her up on it and she set up you know she provided a set and setting that was very ritualistic and uh, beautiful and I don't know respectful I guess you know it wasn't it didn't feel like I was using a a drug for pleasure or something like that it was very it felt intentional I guess and I didn't have a strong intention going into it but I was I was very open to inviting healing into my life at this point because I had been struggling with depression for for my entire adult life and so, uh, basically, I I had this experience, and I won't go into crazy details, but basically, the rest of the day, I kind of felt like a real drag going on, you know, just physically, I was dragging, and, and uh, mentally as well, and... I've come to kind of interpret that as a form of ego death. I feel like part of me died that day. Um, but that very scientific, critical, rational, empirical mind that I had, I think that ego that I had died a bit. And I woke up the next day kind of feeling like a new person and feeling this connectedness and love and beauty of this world. And everything was just better. And everything has continued to be better since then. I've continued to grow in love and compassion and empathy. And I... I feel like a different person, and I feel like it's it's not changing for the worse. It's get, it's getting better, um, and I'm enjoying talking to people. I'm enjoying humanity. 
part of part of who I was before I had a kind of adopted this Edward Abbey uh, style of thinking. He's he was my favorite author. Uh, if you're not familiar with Edward Abbey, he wrote Desert Solitaire, he wrote The Monkey Wrench Gang, and several other books that I've read. But a common theme in his books is how humanity is destroying this planet, and I had kind of adopted that idea, and. It's really not a, it doesn't help somebody who's depressed to be in that mindset of disliking humanity because it's really hard to make friends when you dislike people and you kind of get into this feedback loop of everything's shitty, I hate everyone, now I'm more alone, now everything's shittier now I hate everything more, you know, it's this feedback loop. And I'm kind of on the opposite end of that now where I feel like I love everyone, I love everything. I'm having these more beautiful experiences with people now, talking to people, having these uh, beautiful personal conversations with people and loving it. And then forming these better relationships with people and loving that more and it's exactly the opposite and it's it's incredible to be on the other side of things um so that's kind of where i'm at now since march i've been just talking to people on a more personal level and loving it and loving the world more, finding beauty in things that I never found beauty in, and just being genuinely happy for the first time, for the first time, like, alone. You know, a lot of times I was happy with when I was in a relationship with someone that I thought was really great, and when I wasn't in a relationship, things were really hard. And for the first time, I'm happy and single and happily single. And that's not to say that, you know, I want to stay single forever, but it's the first time that I'm, like, single and content and I don't need somebody. I'm not on the search for somebody. Like, of course I'd be happy if I found somebody that was really great for me, but at the same time, I'm not really seeking it out because I'm just, I'm content for the first time to be with myself which is really new for me you know as far as my adult life I've never been in this kind of situation before um so it's really great it's really amazing and I I wanted to start a podcast because I've been having such great conversations with people really personal conversations um and deep conversations and maybe this is something that most people have but this is new for me and I just wanted to share you know I I imagine some of our conversations in this future in the future podcast being about mental health and things like that and so I'm hoping that you know the future podcasts will 
be able to maybe help other people who are dealing with this kind of thing. Um, but I guess if I were to go back to the themes of what this podcast is, I've kind of explained where the name Swamp and Wolf comes from. It's a play off of Steppenwolf. That book really changed my life because I was open to new experiences and then I had this new experience that changed my life. Um, in a sense, I, I kind of identify it as a wolf. Um, I've identified as a wolf most of my life, you know. Um, the, the kind of trope of the lone wolf for most of my life. So, you know, being someone who hates humanity, it's really hard to make friends that way. And that kind of makes a person like that a lone wolf. Um, and so in that way, I kind of, um, felt like a wolf. I'm also really hairy in that way. I kind of feel like a wolf, but also wolves are known to hang out in packs. And so I feel like I'm less of this lone wolf now and I'm starting to find my pack since March and I'm realizing that my pack is not any you know friend group or something like that it's humanity you know everyone is a part of my pack or we're all part of this pack and I'm finally realizing that instead of you know me feeling separated from everyone I'm finally feeling connected to everyone and so basically, yeah, the that those were the first two things I wanted to address. Where the name came from, how I identified as the Swamp and Wolf. Oh, Swamp and the Swamp and part of the Swamp and Wolf. I'm from Houston. Um instead of being a wolf from the steppes, like the Steppenwolf, I'm a wolf from the swamps, the Bayou City, this nice, muddy, smelly dirty city that I love I love I might love the desert a little more I love the southwestern US but I can't forget where I came from I'm a wolf from the swamps so there's that aspect that's where I come from this muddy swampy city that's always flooding and has its fair share of, of issues. Um, that's where I'm from. I'm the Swampin' Wolf. And then finally, what this podcast is going to be about, I kind of address that as well. I just basically want to have conversations with people. I want to be open. I want to continue to be open to new experiences and to uh, whatever it is that people are passionate about. I want to, I just want to have cool conversations with people and share them um i'm not gonna really be picky about who i talk to i just want to talk to people and have great conversations with them so that's kind of where i imagine this going i have been talking to people 
all the time now. Uh, I'm totally introverted, but I'm becoming more extroverted. I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert, but I am talking to my Lyft drivers or people that I stand next to in line at the grocery store or whoever. Like, I'm just... I'm finding that everyone has something beautiful to share and to offer. And I'm having conversations that aren't meaningless necessarily, you know. We're not just talking about the weather. I'm finding that when I talk to people, conversations are getting deep really quick. And I'm loving it, you know. I'm I'm connecting with people on a more personal level. And people are opening up to me. And it's been really great. Um, I think it's partly me opening up to them and then they feel comfortable opening back up to me. So, you know, expect some of that. You're probably going to hear a lot more about what's going on in, in my life and what has gone on in my life. But I'm also hoping to share some really cool experiences from other people that will come out during our conversations. And... That's kind of what I expect to come from this. Um, I really appreciate y'all giving this a listen, and I hope that you continue to listen to this podcast. If you don't, my feelings won't be hurt. I am... I'm totally content these days. Um... A friend of mine said something recently. I know I sounded like I was ending it soon, but <laughs> I just wanted to add this one thing. This this is this totally explains how I've been feeling since March. A friend of mine was talking about two things that make her happy when she feels depressed. Two things that she can rely on to make her happy. One of them is looking at the world with kind of a childlike awe of you know what's what's beautiful around them so I've been doing this a lot since March actually and prior to to talking to this person about it but just slowing down when you get into nature and seeing like what catches your eye and what's really beautiful and that could be you know a creek and the ripples like running around a branch sticking out of the water or one of my most recent ones was seeing this spider web and the wind was blowing and the way that the spider web was glinting the light was just incredibly beautiful and I just I kind of sat there and watched it for I don't know maybe five minutes or something just the beauty of it was was incredible so that's one of the things that she does to kind of escape from depression and then the other thing that she mentioned was that feeling of when you fall in love and I don't mean like love love but or maybe she did but you know that puppy love feeling that when you finally meet somebody that you find super attractive not only you know physically but mentally stimulating and and just you're kind of just smitten 
that feeling. I've been having that feeling since March. But there's no person that I can tie it to. There's no one person that I feel like I'm in love with. I just feel like I'm in love and and everything makes me happy and everything brings me joy and nothing can bring me down kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is that I'm in love with. I guess I'm in love with life. I'm in love with everyone. I'm in love with everything. I'm in love with the world and all the beauty in the world. I don't know, but I'm seeing the world in a totally different way these days, and um, I'm really loving life. I'm loving interacting with people, and that's what I want this podcast to be, is just having these beautiful conversations and sharing them with the world and hopefully they're worth listening to because otherwise I'm doing this for nothing but I know I've got some people who will listen at least just because they're my friends so if you're out there thank you I appreciate it and I'll be seeing you in future podcasts I love you all all right I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Hey, there's just one more thing that I wanted to add before I left, and that's to talk a little bit about the ad and about the link for donations in the show notes. So, yes, I am trying to make money in this podcast, but I'm also trying to give money from this podcast. So half of all the money that's made from advertisements and from donations will be given to a charitable organization at the end of each month. So um, in the show notes, you'll see a link and you can donate a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars a month. And half of what you provide, I will at the end of the month donate to a charitable organization and that charitable organization will change from month to month. I'll try to keep it relevant and um, related to what's going on that month. And September is Suicide Awareness Month, and suicide is an issue that I've dealt with in my life. And so this month I wanted to choose the Trevor Project as the charitable organization to donate to. So all of the donations that I get for this podcast this week, or this month, sorry, and any money that I make from the advertisements, half of it will go to the Trevor Project. It's an accredited national organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ community for people under the age of 25. And uh, they provide all sorts of opportunities for um, people under the age of 25 to seek help if they are dealing with mental health issues, especially suicide, and they have uh, counselors that are available around the clock. Um, there's a number, 866-488-7386, that can be called at any time, and there's the website, www.thetrevorproject.org. So, yeah, please sign up to donate to this podcast and 
and directly help out charitable organizations from month to month. And I will be talking to you again soon. Okay. Love you. Goodbye.